0: This is a Hot Pie original.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Inhumane podcast. We are going to get into episode 14, and it is exciting. We have a phenomenal guest. We have Stephanie Myers with Saved in America, based out of California. Stephanie's resume in itself is outstanding. This female is like, hear me roar kind of kind of female <laughs> she has worked with the Department of Defense um she has been like nominated for like supply chain awards which helped her actually get on to the apprentice um I'm trying to remember which season that was but she was on the apprentice um which then led her to be on a committee with President Trump as well and so she just rocks and in in so many ways. And um, so much so that she became part of Saved in America because of her crazy IT background and working with the military and things of that nature. Um, And so Saved in America, what they do to help our kids who are missing here in the United States should not only they get tons of awards and accolades for that, but they should have a special place in heaven because the number of kids that are missing here in the United States is astonishing and they have access to so much um, and they're saving kids left and right. So listening uh, to me and Stephanie talk You are just going to love what she brings to the table. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on the Inhumane podcast. We're really, really excited. It's great to see your face again. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was looking at your bio uh, again. And of course, the the wonderful picture that you have on. But I was like, oh, I can't wait to see your face because we'll just, you know, get our chemistry (laughs) back on uh, now that we're here live. And thank you for having me any any time. I'm, I'm already thinking of really part two and part three, I'm like, she's just gonna have to come back on in a couple more months. (laughs) Fantastic.
0: Fantastic. I I will definitely do it because this issue is growing exponentially out here across and across the country.
1: Yeah, to say the least, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, let's go ahead and jump on in. And um, with your fabulous uh, life, I would love the listeners to know, What compelled you to get into the dark realm of, right, of anti-human trafficking?
0: Yes. So my background, give a little bit about my background. I am not a mother. I do not have children. I live here in San Diego. I live about 30 miles north of our border. Uh, San Diego, for some of those that don't know, is the second largest corridor for human trafficking, sex trafficking, and drug trafficking. Mm-hmm. Our issues are growing exponentially. Uh, Saved in America, uh, I was wonderfully introduced to the founder, Joseph Travers, that Saved in America, in fact, uh, is a nonprofit. We're a 501c3. We do not charge families. We 100% provide service with law enforcement to help locate and retrieve children. Now, again, I said I live 30 miles north of the border. With what's going on here in San Diego, one of the reasons uh, I wanted to be on the board for Saved America was, number one, since I don't have children, I figured I could rescue other people's children. Mm. Number two, I believe in the cause, and I believe in those volunteers who are comprised of law enforcement, ex-law enforcement, active military, Navy SEALs, insured private investigators those amazing folks who volunteer their time to, no kidding, put themselves in the line of danger to help locate and retrieve missing children.
1: Yeah. Well said. And I I love how you stress. You're like, hey, I don't have children, but I feel Mm -hmm. and I felt compelled to do something. And, And that tells me and 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 actually circling back when you say i live 30 miles north of right the mexican american uh, us border and you feel like you have to do something for your community so you don't have children however mm-hmm. is it affecting you in some way shape or form Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> yes. They are in every community.
0: So let me give you an example. So there are approximately 50 public middle schools and high schools. We have identified a pimp at each one of those public schools. It doesn't matter what section of San Diego or Southern California you live in. Right. Rich, poor. There's no demographics. If these pimps can make a dollar off you, they're going to. Mm -hmm. Lately, with the border crisis, you may have caught one of the boats that crashed off of Point Loma. There are, no kidding, Panga boats making it all the way up to La Jolla, Yeah, human trafficking. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, almost a week ago, a boat did uh, hit some rough uh, reefs out there outside of Point Loma. People have died, but it was human smuggling. Mm-hmm. They are coming in here by the dozens. Right. Uh, it's just growing exponentially when you have open borders, unregistered migrants coming in. Basically, at this point, the cartels are running the borders. Who do you think the pimps work for?
1: Right, It's That's getting right. out of control. Mm-hmm. And those of you who aren't that familiar with California, when Stephanie says La Jolla, La Jolla is a very wealthy area mm-hmm. of California. Absolute gorgeous scenery, but um, mm-hmm. I, I can't think of the median income right now for La Jolla, but go look it up. It is, mm-hmm. when she says, and here on the Inhumane Co- Podcast, we constantly say that there is no demographic. If you no. are an individual, you have become a commodity mm-hmm. and they are gonna make money off of you in every single side of town. No one is immune mm-hmm. to it, right? Um, so, yeah. yeah, please please go take a take a look. Now, um, you know, that's the other thing when you're saying, hey, we're getting all these human smugglers, right? Um, mm-hmm. We know the cartel takes a huge part of, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just organized crime, so they take a huge part of human trafficking, mm-hmm. just like they do guns and drugs. Yeah. And the other ugly part, I think, of the conversation that people continue to avoid is how much human trafficking is advertised via our big tech in South America, in Central America, where these individuals are coming from. And of course, on the Mm -hmm. other side of the world, too, right, when they're coming, especially in California, um, Mm -hmm. you know, with the organization I worked with, you had Poor countries in Africa, Middle East, Mm -hmm. and they're coming that direction up northern California, Mm -hmm. right in Asia as well. So human trafficking is not just happening on the Mexico U.S. border and California gets a lot of that on the other side, port wise. Um, you know, up north. And so we're not having Mm -hmm. that conversation how they're literally advertising and telling them, hey, for $9,000, we'll get your child across, you know, to the U.S. Mm -hmm. to have a better life. Or, um, you know, you can come work over here as a welder, as a this, as a that, or go to school. Mm -hmm. And there's literally Mm -hmm. advertisement and Facebook groups Mm -hmm. that are saying, come here, illegally Mm -hmm. and have your child Mm -hmm. come and suffer. And I mentioned on um, one of our other episodes, I said, you know, me as a parent, if I met this person online and said, oh, hey, can you take my kid across the United States and I'll pay you? And along the way, my child gets, uh, you know, raped, all the horrible things that happen in human trafficking. What would happen to me? What would happen to me? Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But yet all we do is constantly give, uh, honestly, justification and excuses and say, well, because of where they live, they have no other choice. Why would you mm-hmm. put a child in those circumstances knowing that these things are going to happen to them? And no one wants to talk about that part. Yeah,
0: <laughs> And, you know, and to add on to that, too, what people don't realize you, as a parent, are going to pay to get your child across the border. Normally, there has to be a payment once that child gets over the border. Right. And what people don't understand, if that family member or friend does not pay the cartel and the pimps, how do you think they're going to get their money? They're going exactly. to sell you in the trade. Mm-hmm. They're going to sex traffic you. It. It's unbearable to see videos yeah. uh, I have seen videos I'm sure you are have too about how, what pimps do mm-hmm. and it's not just girls, it's boys too That's that right. are being trafficked mm-hmm. what they do, um, how they treat them, I mean it's really sad but there were hotels locally in San Diego that had a menu and you could pick the child that you wanted mm-hmm. while you were on a business trip um, especially and you know whenever there's a huge Super Bowls World Series, any major convention or anything in the city, you guarantee the cartel and the pimps are all out and they're pimping their, their women. Um, I watch a lot of documentaries, a lot of shows on this. I try to educate everyone I possibly can because no one can prevent this. We're all susceptible to this. It's a matter of education, security. And by the way, age group, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of women out there on these dating apps. You have no idea who you're talking to. That's right. Absolutely none. Mm -hmm. A few of us here, we share our our location and we always share details if we're going out or have meetings with certain people we've met before. But it's growing substantially. Unfortunately, here in California, um, our leadership has failed us tremendously when COVID hit they started letting a lot of the bad prisoners the really bad ones out guess what our Uh coronavirus crimes went up Uh Uh, when you start letting the bad guys out who should not be out of prison I mean it's just boggles my mind knowing that this is what happened yeah the other thing our leadership did was they passed SB 145 SB 145 can prohibit folks from being accountable, Mm -hmm. arrested, and registering in sex trafficking if there's a 10-year age gap and you had a sexual encounter. This affects Mm -hmm. anyone from 14 on up. My thought on this is, again, you failed our state because if you aren't being held accountable for having sexual acts with a minor as young as 14 years old, and guess what? You don't have to register in the sex offenders registry. Right. So how are we going to find you? Mm-hmm. We, we can't keep tabs on you. Secondly, again, more acts are occurring tremendously. We actually wrote a letter, saved in America. We wrote a letter to our governor, Governor Gavin Newsom. We have not heard that. Explaining and mapping out what that does to all of the children, not even in California, but it's going to ricochet effect. That's right. So, you know, there's there's laws not being passed. People are afraid to talk about it. People don't understand the security concerns, the coronavirus uh, crimes. Kids now more than ever are online because guess what? We're still not 100% back to school. Where do you think these predators find you? Yeah. They find you online. Mm-hmm. Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, they're luring everybody away. And guess what? Once those children start speaking to these predators, you start getting into what's called sextortion. And you know where I'm going with this. It's just growing, growing, and growing. And unfortunately, we need to find good leadership. We need to strengthen these laws. So what Saved in America has been doing, we've been working across the nation because it's not just California. We've got to strengthen these laws, change these laws, work with different uh, congressional seats arizona california we've got some great senators and congressmen doesn't matter what side you're on that's right everybody should care about this Uh this is a bipartisan issue i don't care if you're a democrat or republican you should care about your community so we're working with attorney generals and folks because if the laws aren't strengthened Uh that's not going to scare away the cartel and the pimps they're not going to care they get arrested great i'm in jail for six months i'm out
1: no deterrence at all whatsoever Absolutely, zero. And and it's
0: just so frustrating with the border issues right now. You know, our entire San Diego Convention Center has turned into a refugee refugee camp. There yeah. is that's all there is. Mm-hmm. And our convention center is one of the largest ones in the United States.
1: That is I mean, and it, and it should be mind blowing to people on what is happening there. And I, I really want to kind of stress something that you mentioned when you when you started talking about SB 145 I'm like okay I see where she's going with that uh, mm-hmm. most people in the other states are like once they're informed of that law that got passed with this ridiculous 10 year gap and then you don't have to uh, register as a sex offender is yeah. they're, they're shocked when I talk about it but then they go right into oh it's California I said whoa 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 yeah. What mm-hmm. you don't understand is what, and you said it perfectly, ricochet. It's totally a domino effect. And they don't realize mm-hmm. how that can quickly go mm-hmm. into their state because they, you know, you always have someone, they're like, oh, let's model what California's doing. Let's model what New York's doing. Let's yeah. model what this individual is doing. And let's go ahead and put that. And they do it secretly, right? Because mm-hmm. tell me, tell everyone how SB 145 got passed. I think you and I had this conversation. What time? What time of day was that? I believe it was 11 o'clock at night when no one else could oppose it. That's exactly it. So think about that, people. Yeah. 11 (laughs) o'clock at night is when they did that. So you can't tell me that when you're doing something in the dark like that, that this is better for society. Because if it is, you'd be doing it in broad daylight and trying to get everyone on board. So Look at what Stephanie's saying with California. Mm-hmm. That law is dangerous in every single state. And there are some states right now where people are not being prosecuted um, because mm-hmm. in their state, a minor is not until like they're, um, I think it's like 15, 16, right? Mm-hmm. Then they're an adult. So, yes, we have the federal law of them being 18, mm-hmm. but still within certain states, they're like, oh, 15. Well, so that you could get married at 15, right? And things Mm -hmm. along those lines. Very, Mm -hmm. very gray area that's so sticky and so dangerous that doesn't protect children. Um, So I appreciate you mentioning that. And so Mm -hmm. what gaps do Saved in America fulfill in the anti-human trafficking space, missing children, child sex abuse? I mean, we could go on and on, right? Juvenile crime, poverty. What what gaps do y'all fill?
0: Well, the, the, one of the major gaps, well, we could go on and on <laughs> with the whole policing and defunding the police and all of that. Yeah. So we are a resource that does not charge either of the parents. If your child goes missing, obviously you're going to call the police, but sometimes look what's going on right now. Right, They may not be able just to jump right on it. Mm-hmm. So you contact Save in America. So our, our email is info at savedinamerica.org or you call us at 760-348-8808. The minute a parent calls us, we do not charge for any of our services. Beautiful. We are going to get on it and we're going to start doing our own intellectual investigation. When I say intellectual IT, there is proprietary things that we do to immediately try and locate your child. The other thing that we do, and remember, we're comprised of ex-police officers, current police officers, military, Navy SEALs, uh, insured private investigators. We have the best of the best you could ever find a child is our team. So number one, we're free. You reach out to us and we're not stopping until we find your child. Mm -hmm. We assist local law enforcement because keep in mind, some of them are minors. So we will definitely assist in local law enforcement. We stay close to the family and we ensure that we can retrieve your child safely. Now, when we do locate them, if they're a minor, obviously we are there with the police force going to get them. Um, But that's a huge, huge uh topic is we don't charge. Mm -hmm. So you got to be careful when you work with different organizations if they're charging. We are passionate about this. We run off donations. We're not charging anyone to find your child. The parents have had enough to deal with. The other thing that we are constantly looking at, and you're aware of this, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, because a child may be missing or trafficked. Mm -hmm. A missing child can be trafficked, but sometimes they coincide. That's right. At first they may be missing, but we did not know their girlfriend who they're in school with or a friend from another community, lured her away from her family and now she's trafficked. So obviously at first they're missing until, you know, you are able to do your due diligence and understand that they're trafficked. But one of the major gaps that, that makes us stand out is that we actually locate and work with the police to help retrieve them. Um, From there, the most important thing when we do uh, retrieve a child, you don't just send them back home. People have to understand how physically and emotionally they have been beaten down. Mm -hmm. So we try to also locate transitional homes, rehabilitation. uh, And, you know, once they get through all that, we actually even have a scholarship foundation that we give to children that have actually survived, gone through the rehabilitation, gone to a transitional home to help them get back on their feet. There's a lot of intense therapy and a lot of work that happens once you locate a child. And number one thing is you do not want to put them back in their home because people have to understand that pimp has brainwashed them where they don't trust anyone at home. They want to go directly back to the pimp because he loves me. Right. He wants to be with me. He told me I can't trust my parents. Mm-hmm. And we have videos. Um, if anyone's interested, we do have videos on our website that show some retrievals. And there are girls screaming and kicking because they don't want the police album. They want to go back to that pimp. That's right. So we go the full gamut. Uh, we work with a lot of different organizations. In fact, Right now, Saved in America is working on uh, buying a transitional home for minors. There is not one that exists in Southern California. There are for anyone 18 and over, mm-hmm. but not for minors. So, that is one key thing that we are working on right now is grabbing as many donations as we can so that we can procure a home. And it's specifically for minors. And guess what? It's temporary. To the next step for the psychological um, damage and evaluation that they need to go through. Yeah. So that's what I believe we stand out for because mm-hmm. we haven't met. We've seen a lot of different organizations, but we haven't seen anybody go full circle from start to finish where we we'll end up giving a scholarship away.
1: Yeah, yeah. I and I love that, right? And that's there. There are so many gaps, so many holes. And Mm -hmm. the lack of collaboration and we've we've you and I've talked about this, all the silos right in this space Mm -hmm. and everyone kind of wants to. they don't want to play in each other's sandbox. Um, and it makes it really Mm -hmm. difficult for the actual victim, right? Mm -hmm. We want them Mm -hmm. to be a victor, but there's all these gaps and it's really hard for them to have be that holistic individual, right. When we're not providing all those services. Um, so you have like this, like you said, full circle, like you go from really start to finish and it is, it is a loop. And that's amazing. And we, we thank y'all for doing that. And Mm -hmm. we'll talk more about, um, that transitional home that you're going to have for residential home for, Mm -hmm. for minors specifically. Um, I would like to know your thoughts. Um, Mm -hmm. You mentioned like Nick Mick. That's the center, right? Everyone for missing and exploited children is you hear constantly missing versus runaway. And it can't irk me enough that we are differentiating a child being gone away from their family period that we literally have put them in two categories, missing and runaway. Mm -hmm. And, you know, missing gets priority over runaway, especially Mm -hmm. if there has been a pattern and I constantly think of foster care kids, right? Like if they've been through 10 different homes and just a couple of years, heck yeah, they're going to run away. Clearly it's crappy. So, but there's less attention on them. And there's no. more attention if you're missing. So I'd love to know your, your thoughts on why they're all not treated the same.
0: Well, I look at them being the same because how can you define somebody ran away when you have no idea who they've been talking to, who their friends are? Yeah. I, I, it drives me nuts. I, we'll watch the local news. There's a runaway. How the hell do you know they ran away? Yeah. How do you know they're not talking to some 50-year-old or mm-hmm. somebody lured them away? Right. You know, I I never understood why people jumped to they ran away. They ran away. They ran Mm -hmm. away. No, they didn't run away. Yeah. They got lured. They're missing. They are missing and they're being exploited. It drives Mm -hmm. me nuts because I really don't get how they could categorize running away as, Oh, they weren't happy at home. They ran away. Mm -hmm. I don't buy it Um, until you can actually do the due diligence and break down into their phones or social media Instagram, Facebook. I don't believe the runaway stories, even when adults, you know, we have a missing woman in Chula Vista, you know, that's I have my theories on stuff. Mm -hmm. They don't just up and run away and there's no trail. It doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Yeah. See, and I and Um, I love that. And I think, you know, for the listeners, like I'm smiling when I say this mm -hmm. and I'm sure you as well, because Mm -hmm. I cannot comprehend that. Like it makes, like Mm -mm. you said, absolutely no sense. And I really Mm -mm. think that honestly goes back to justifying like, oh, this is just, you know, teenage rebellion. And right. And and I've seen. Um, Some families get attacked brutally when they say, oh, well, your daughter was promiscuous. Look at all her things and what she posted Mm -hmm. and now she's gone and now you're mad and you're going to say it's human trafficking or sex trafficking. When in reality, if if you're in this field doing the work, you know exactly that there is some coercion um, in there. 100%. And when like you said, when you break it down and look at the trail. Lo and behold, this is what we, this is what we find.
0: And you know what, um, to add on to that, it's interesting because a lot of parents, I speak to a lot of parents all over in my community, oh, it will never happen to me. Mm. Oh, it's never going to happen to me. It would never happen in my community. So when their child goes missing, they just assume, oh, they got mad. They ran away Mm -hmm. because they're in denial. They're in denial that I actually happened to them. I have given so many different briefings on how to keep tabs on your child. Mm. Every parent should, you know, how do you know? Oh, that it wouldn't be my child. They ran away. You have no idea what goes on, you know, in the real world, even video games, gaming, any way somebody can talk to you. But yeah, a lot of it I too, is I I feel like some people think that can never happen to me. Oh, they probably just ran away. We got in an argument. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But no, lo and behold, no, they actually are in every community here. There Mm are stash houses all over. Right. They don't care what the demographic is.
1: Yeah, and see, that's what, um, like you said, you know, you're you're educating the public, and that's obviously what this podcast Mm -hmm. is for. I've told you that this is specifically Mm -hmm. for the community, um, and we're we're throwing out all the jargon so that parents Mm -hmm. and community members understand the severity. And we when we continue mm-hmm. to think mm-hmm. of all of this is almost teenage rebellion, like we did maybe 20 years ago, you're comparing yeah. apples to oranges because yes. you had less missing children back then because you mm-hmm. did not have social media. They didn't, didn't have, have no yeah, you didn't have <laughs> access to that these ain't... kids, right? Yeah. Like you had to physically Lure them. You had to constantly be around Mm -hmm. them in their environment where there are more parents and community members looking out. Now you Mm -hmm. don't have that. It is literally Mm -hmm. all, like, majority of it, right, is moved to all online. So they have more Mm -hmm. access to kids. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's why there's more missing. And so we can't Mm -hmm. continue justifying Mm -hmm. that this is, like you said, teenage rebellion or this can never happen to me Mm -hmm. in my community. Um, she probably just went away for a few days or he did and blew up some steam. And then there you go. They're gone. And, they're- and you know,
0: the first 24 to 48 hours is so vital. Once they go over that border. Mm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right now, I don't think anybody would try to go over the border and save an American child, but right. it's almost impossible to find. I want to read you some stats Please. so if any parents out there are listening. If I had a child, it would be like Fort Knox at my right. house. <laughs> Let me give some stats. Uh This is what's scary, and you probably already know these. One in five kids have been sexually solicited online. 20% of high schoolers have met someone in person they first ever met on the internet. 24% of teens have been involved in some type of Uh sexting. Teenagers. This is mind boggling. And this is why my house would be like Fort Knox with a child and the cell phone. One in seven children with a smartphone have received a sext by the age of 10 years old yeah and one in three children with sex abuse images are posted by the child minors like to share graphic images for likes on social media Mm -hmm. if that is not telling i mean i don't know what else is it boggles my mind too that you know yes we have uh, dual parents working in a household, your child needs a smartphone. That's fine for safety reasons, sure. but you should have access, know all the passwords, know what apps are on there, and you should be reading every text, every message, or actually I would limit them from any of that. I would, I would give them a flip phone, mm-hmm. something that is just <laughs> I know. not having anything <laughs> yeah. because it, once you hand that smartphone over and as mm-hmm. a parent, I feel like it's your obligation to keep tabs. You should be in charge of your child's safety. Right. Starts at home, morals, values, communications. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that starts at home. If you're not keeping tabs, this is where you lose control and focus. And this is how we end up where we are today.
1: Right. No, I appreciate that. And I think, you know, I always think about when it comes to digital responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. It's very surface level. Right. If you think about yeah. a majority of the education and that parents are getting um, and me as a former public school teacher as well, mm-hmm. what we were giving students was just very surface level. Yeah. And in reality, you have to have deeper conversations because, yes, like like you just stated, it is now third graders and third yeah. grade at the third grade level. They snitch on each other in a, in a good, healthy way. Mm-hmm. And the surveys are, are stating that when third graders are asked. Um, especially when they're gaming, boys specifically, they're like, Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. someone sent me a picture of a, and trigger warning uh, audience, but someone sent me a picture of a penis. And then they asked Johnny mm-hmm. to send his penis, right? Like a picture of his penis. Like they're, they're telling on each other, but they never mm-hmm. told their parents that because it was mm-hmm. in the moment of a game. They didn't see any harm of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And they just continue. However, eventually that curiosity, right, is going to do something as well as the vulnerability of a third grader, which they have tons of them Mm -hmm. because they're in third grade, they're 10 years old and an adult manipulating them to eventually, right, interact with that sexting, right. And that coercion. And so I think of that in regards to you don't just give your 15 year old the car keys and say yeah. go ahead we you have parents that are more helicopter parents over driving a vehicle right and they're constantly like let's turn off your text while you're driving they'll let me know if you drive over the speed limit yeah. your insurance yeah. i mean they're so great at it they're great mm-hmm. but when it comes to a cell phone and everything online for some reason yeah, it is like way over here. Not even thought about. Like, yeah, you know, right? You know that you should tell me, and that's kind of like I said, very surface level. It's surface, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have to dig deeper because, to me, right now, being online is more dangerous than driving oh. a car. You know, as a one hundred percent
0: one. And you know, even though you can give a child a cell phone, and you are like, oh, I, I can track them. They have find my friends. You don't think a high school kid knows how to turn that off?
1: That's right. That's right. (laughs) I
0: mean, we're doing something bad, you don't want your parents to know where you are. Yeah. I mean, we got to be smart about it. It's got to start from home. The other thing too, and I tell you, you know, with technology today, I mean, my house is like Fort Knox. I've got cameras everywhere. Mm -hmm. I can always pull back the thread and see what the heck's going on. You know, you've got to be smart. You've got to communicate with your children. You've got to teach them that... There are bad people out there now more than ever. I can't emphasize because our border uh, eventually uh, in the next coming weeks, we have a mobile command center Mm -hmm. where we're going to go down the border and film.
1: Oh, so People can see
0: this is what's happening. We're trying to pull some local uh, congressional senators uh, to come with us because everybody's talking about your state, which Mm -hmm. your state is number one for this. No one's talking about my state. Yeah. When it's getting it's the numbers are growing. Mm. So, you know, we're trying to bring more awareness of what's going on because it's coming up the corridor. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 mind-boggling when you have access to so many tools. Mm. Parents do, technology, ways to keep tabs on your children, and it doesn't occur. When I was growing up, cell phones. Didn't exist. That's right. Mm-hmm. I remember my mom's like, you better be home at six o'clock before dinner. <laughs> There's no, f- we just came home at six o'clock, you know, your internal clock, my, but <laughs> <laughs> they knew my friend's phone numbers, who I yeah. was hanging out with, whatever. That's the other thing mm-hmm. got to keep tabs on who your kids are hanging out with because a lot of the children are also lured by their friends because the pimps know they're going to have a more leniency if they get caught luring the children than, than they will themselves. So I right. I can't tell you how many cases we've had where children are lured girls by mm-hmm. their girlfriends. That's right. Yeah. And by the way, they get trafficked more than once. Mm-hmm. This is not a one-time deal most of the time. As you know, we put them, rescue them, we try to help them, they get trafficked again. Yeah. Because remember their mental state, mm-hmm. they have been so abused uh, that... Their emotional state of mind. It it takes years to to help with an individual, or sometimes they get trafficked again. We have rescued some girls twice.
1: Wow, for that. Yeah, that. Sadly, it sadly it's not a shock in our field, but the public Mm -hmm. really should be shocked by that. Really should be Mm -hmm. shocked and say you you're right. The prevention needs Mm -hmm. to be a lot more aggressive than the rescue Mm -hmm. because, right, the, the, and this is what I tell people all the time, right. You, and you know, the rescue is like, it's, it's sexy. It's um it's emotional chart, emotionally charging. Mm -hmm. Right. And people only want to think of the rescue. And I'm like, Whoa, that is us behind the ball. We need to get on the prevention side. Yes. The rescue, of course it's a necessity and it's needed. Absolutely. But when are we going to get on this end? on the prevention to protect Mm -hmm. them. So they don't have to go through that because as you mentioned, the years of trauma Mm -hmm. that it takes them to be a healthy whole person with healthy relationships with just even their own parent and, you know, their own parents that, you know, I think a lot of people, they, they think that this only happens to at risk kids, but you have two parent healthy Mm -hmm. homes Mm -hmm. that did everything right, if you will. And yet, their child that they love so much, they can't have a healthy relationship with them anymore because they're going through all this trauma. So yeah. we need to get on the prevention end, right? And and really be aggressive. Yeah. And that takes the community. Mm-hmm. That takes all of leadership. Yeah. And that's what I tell the community is, We need your skill set. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you're a plumber. I don't care if you pick up garbage. I don't care if you're the 90-year-old grandmother sitting outside looking at the neighborhood. I need you in this fight, right? Your skill set will help us with prevention. Okay, everyone, we are going to push pause with part one with Stephanie Myers in with Saved in America. Um, Definitely come back to episode 15, part two. Uh, We're actually going to talk about how Saved in America and the anatomy of rescue, basically, that they do. So you're going to want to tune in for that. We'll see ya.